Well, hello, everybody. What a whirlwind of a past few days. I mean, what can I really say? Um, we started on Wednesday with the dealer day for the virtual expo. Hey, listen, first of all, I always never do this. My name is Jeremy Lee. This is Sports Cards Live. This is episode number 21 of Sports Cards Live. And I don't know where I'm getting my energy from because it's been a whirlwind of a week. We started Wednesday with the dealer day. We had a, a expo preview show that night, this past Wednesday, with myself and Amita Cheria, 99 Goals, Titan Hockey Stick on Instagram. We did that show. Thursday was a bit of a down day. Friday was the show all day. Today was the show all day. And this is the expo, the virtual expo recap show, episode number 21 of Sports Cards Live. And Honestly, I don't know where I'm getting this energy from because it was an exhausting couple of days, but an amazing couple of days. So before we get on a meet and we, we do what we're here to do, just want to let everybody know, you know, thanks again for watching the preview show last Wednesday. That was a great episode. We had a great time, me and Amit. It was awesome having him on with me. Quickly let you know on Wednesday, yes, I'm going to keep this going. Wednesday, my guest will be Steve Grad. He's the lead authenticator for Beckett Authentication Services and a veteran of over, over 100 episodes of Pawn Stars. And then a week from today, the 27th of June, I have on with me Paul Lesko. Paul Lesko is the hobby's preeminent legal analyst. He follows all the cases in the hobby, and he will be on with me a week today to talk about legal cases in the hobby um, and, and all that. So that should be pretty awesome. Jeff, I did not drink any Red Bull, but I feel like I had a half a dozen of them. All right. I also want to mention it's awesome again to have a meet with me. We were both at the show the past two days. I know we were both busy right through, so it's only fitting that Amit and I host the uh, Expo Recap Show tonight, episode 21, Sports Cards Live. Let's bring on Amit, my man. What a couple of days. How tired. I remember when we started on Wednesday for the preview show, I opened the show by saying, how excited are you? Now I'm going to open it by saying, how tired are you? I'm exhausted. Ironically, it's not my feet. It's my mouth and my voice that is actually the most tired. No, usually it's my, my feet. Right? right. You're running around and you're exhausted, right? So that's number one thing. It's usually our feet. It's our backs. We haven't eaten all day. It was kind of cool because we, you know, we're in our own homes. We got to do the show. But I have to admit, I did not leave this chair from from 830 this morning, my time, uh, Mountain Standard Time, until five o'clock. And as soon as five o'clock hit, which was seven o'clock Eastern when the show ended, I I said, I'm leaving. And I went upstairs and I had some dinner, saw my family for the first time in what feels like a week. And uh had about two hours of sort of downtime, which was playing with my kids and giving them a bath and all that, putting them to bed. And here we are again, back in front of the camera, back in front of our screens, just like we were for the last two days. And uh, I, I know I'm, I should be tired, but I, you know, it's it was what an exciting couple of days, right? I mean, I have like a second wind. It's a weird, it's an expo second wind where the expo is over. You go home, you unpack, but you're like, I just <laughs> yeah. You're like, whoa, did that just happen? And what are we going to do now, right? So, you know, it's almost like the, the post-expo letdown type of thing. So uh, but we're still going here. We're, so we're going we're gonna to talk about a few things today. We, I mean, we didn't have really any time to prepare for this. We were literally sitting in the backstage for the past 15 minutes kind of talking about, you know, what can we talk about? And so we're, here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about the platform itself. Did it meet our expectations? Did it exceed them? What did we think of the platform? 
Uh, we're going to talk about the look and feel of the show, some of the deals we made, uh, among other things. So let's let's just get into it. I mean, first things first, Amit. Why don't you? When we did the show on Wednesday, we had seen we had seen the platform. So now we have actually used the platform for what is that? Uh, Sixteen hours worth of card show. What what are your what are your opening thoughts on the platform? Amit, did it meet your expectations? I mean, I have my thoughts, but let's start with yours. Uh, first of all, it was it was very easy to navigate. I found it very easy to navigate. Very easy, very well labeled on the left and right sides. Um, a couple of things I noticed was uh, there wasn't any like notification sound. So if you were trying to private text me, it wasn't until I got a text from a friend of mine. like, hey, I'm texting you. Oh, oh. But luckily for me, that was in the first 20 minutes or a, a half an hour of the show. So then I got used to it. Um, it was very easy to text with people. You could toggle before the, between the event uh, booth, actually the event uh, listing for the entire show and your own booth. Found that very easy. Um, it was very easy to, to private chat people. You just click on a name and sometimes you can write them a video chat and nine times out of 10, they don't want to. Yeah. Um, but other than that, it was very easy and I, and I did exactly what we chatted about was having the multiple windows so we could visit different booths. So it, it was exactly how it was laid out and fully exact, exactly what I expected. Yeah. Same, same here. It was, it was what I expected. And for me, the show went really smooth. It was it was busy almost from start to finish both days. Lots of people visiting the booth, which thank you everyone who came and hung out with me. I mean, I did make a list of names, but I'm sure I forgot people. And the le last thing I want to do is is forget somebody. So I don't know if I'll actually go through that list, but um, but to anyone who did stop and visit and spend you know anywhere from five minutes to three hours at my booth, I uh, really appreciated it. It made it so much more enjoyable. Uh, to everybody who did deals, I did deals with, and honestly, I did. This was like a normal expo for me. I it was deal after deal after deal. I don't think a ten or fifteen minute span went by without something being written down. I've got five stacks of cards here that that are all cards that I now need to ship out over the next week. So if anyone did buy cards off me, um, please be patient. I will get them out, uh, and thank you for everybody for your prompt payments. Um, but you know, the platform itself, I really enjoyed it. I found a lot of the, a lot of the people, uh, the attendees who took the time at the beginning to figure it out, they, uh, they were all pretty pleased with it, which is goes a little bit, you know, uh, against some of the comments I saw online late last night and even yesterday, you know, people who didn't really give it a chance or maybe were just frustrated and, you know, Oh, it's, it's gotta be them, not me sort of thing. And, so, you know, to all the people who didn't give it a chance, I would really encourage you to give it a chance uh, next time that it's done. Um, you know, to all the vendors who were a little bit, uh, you know, intimidated by it or weren't sure what to expect, two things. Number one, um, well, maybe three things. Number one, um, you missed an amazing show. There were over, I think, a final count was 6,500 attendees and only about 55 vendors. So there's never been a ratio of attendee to vendor at any card show ever, probably, uh, since then. So you missed an amazing opportunity. Number two, thank you. Because by you not being there, Amit and I got uh, probably did many more deals than we maybe otherwise would have. So that was pretty awesome. Um, and I don't remember what the third thing was. So I will just skip that right now. But, you know, to anyone who didn't come or was a little bit afraid of it, or just, you know, don't like trying something new, I really encourage you to check it out next time, hopefully, and I, I have to hope I'm sure that there will be a future uh, version of this, right? Right, Amit, like anything to add to that? 
Yes, and like I think we're definitely going to be having at least one more of these. To, you know, the things aren't the greatest from a COVID perspective, so I think you should probably expect that we'll have uh, either one of these and a physical show in the next little while. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. Uh, Steve, if you're listening, yes, I'm here. I'll give you more advice that you don't need. Anyways, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Yeah, same here. I mean, if this is... I, I, I want people to know, like I, people that know me, you know I love Expo. You know I love being at my booth and doing deals and talking to everybody that comes by. This was the look and feel of this show was so similar to an expo. I mean that. Like I'm not just I'm not yanking chains here. I'm not sucking up to anybody. I mean it. I felt like I was at Expo because I was sitting right here. I had people on my screen in front of me. We were chatting as if we were in in person. And some people were in their cars. Some people were at their at work. People were in their their houses. I mean. People were there hanging out, just like at Expo. And I I had it and a meet also. We, I mean, I'll tell you guys, we received so many compliments throughout the weekend. And Amit just he 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 verified it. Like we both received dozens of compliments from people saying, you know, you guys have this thing set up properly. You go into a lot of the other vendor booths and there's nobody there, or there's a camera pointed at a whiteboard, or Whatever it was, there weren't, I think a lot of the vendors weren't really sure how to do it. So hopefully uh, with this experience and with sharing some best practices, um, a lot of the vendors will maybe just do a, do a better job next time uh, to be more, just to, to really fit into the, to the platform a little bit better and what it, what it sort of is set up for, what it allows for. But um, I mean, it, it was it was great. It felt like I was at Expo. And I know that's probably if you're you might be watching thinking like rolling your eyes. Oh, really? You weren't. You were in your basement home office. Well, I was, but I had friends in and out all day long. And some people who joined me are people that I've only seen on this show in the comments boxes. Some are people I've only seen on Instagram or on Facebook. And now I really feel like we're friends. And I really do. Like, how lucky are we? We made friends this weekend because we got to hang out at a, at a card show in our own house. So Really, and, really awesome. And I mean, we met people that I've never actually. Sorry, let me cut you off there. Um, I met people that I actually hadn't met at all. Didn't know what their picture looked like, what they looked like at all. So there was about five people. I'm like, oh, you're so and so. It's nice to put a face to a name. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. Anyway, I'll let you get back to your point. Well, I apologize. I do. Before I forget, I just want to mention also that I had people in my booth. The farthest away was the Netherlands. Had a gentleman mm -hmm. from the Netherlands that came in, which was pretty awesome, and then. Florida, California, Arizona, tons from New York, West Virginia, um, all across Canada, obviously, Saskatchewan, Ontario, uh, all the maritime provinces were very well represented. Um, BC, myself and Alberta, of course, um, Manitoba. I mean, our Canada was covered. The US was almost, I mean, I, there was probably people there from at least 30 or 40 states. And, uh, and we had people from Europe as well. So how awesome is that? I mean, you don't get that at the normal expo. You, I mean, people just don't travel as far uh, for that. So it was super awesome from that perspective. Okay, we do have a lot of comments coming in. Let's uh, let's see what everyone else has to say, and then we'll uh, we'll move on to something else. And meet, think of what you want to say next, because we are sort of unplanned here tonight. But uh, we've, I know, our minds are racing. What an amazing couple of days. Jeff Zelski was around all weekend. Jeff, welcome again. Scott, see, there's somebody that I've known online for, I don't know, probably 10 years, never met him in person and came and we got to put a face to the name. Scott, it was great to meet you in person. Day two was amazing. 
Again, you were doing some Father's Day stuff. No worries. Jeff, I'm unsure about a meat, yet for Jeremy, he killed it. <laughs> Thank you, uh, Jeff. I feel like I did kill it, and I know a meat feels the same way. Uh, name, welcome to the show. Thank you for hanging out with me for quite a bit on the weekend. You were somebody who is, I believe, was in your car maybe a little bit. Scott had a stack from yesterday, so I'm guessing today, yeah, today was a great day too. Ziggy No, welcome to the show as always. Guys, Ziggy No has a YouTube channel by the same name. Check it out. Jeff, I know there's the Red Bull comment. Al, welcome to the show. I don't know how I do it either, buddy. It was tough. Anonymous Facebook user, please feel free to go to streamyard.com slash Facebook and click the big blue button and we will then know who you are and definitely get you involved. Scott, welcome to the show. Good evening. You are super east, so hope it's not too late. There's name. Yeah, man, had a great day with you too. Larry, thank you for joining. It was great meeting you. Thank you for the deal. Alex, there's another guy who, you know, I never really met in person that I don't think so. And uh, we hung out and, you know, new friend. So great to see you, Alex. Thank you for, I know Amit mentioned the same thing. Corey Wilson, great to see you too, my man. Carlos, not perfect, but pretty well designed, all things considered. Let's stop there for a second. You know, the second part of the comment, pretty well designed, all things considered. Yep, agree, not perfect, agree. And I think the, the point I want to hit home on that is that the show organizer is very interested in what didn't work because this morning I woke up uh, to an email from him that basically covered all the negative, not negative, all the criticisms that he heard or he read online overnight. And he sent out a message this morning to all the vendors basically saying, hey guys, here's, you know, here's the good things, but here are the things that we can improve upon today. Number one, you know, be active with your camera, be engaging with the people. So for example, yesterday, I didn't really realize that, okay, I can see I've got 20 eyeballs or 20 people watching, but only two on screen. So there's 18 people that aren't in the room with me. I don't know who you are, but I know there's 18 people watching. So today I started quite regularly. And if you were hanging out with me in my booth, you might've got tired of hearing me say it, but I said it over and over again. Hey, everybody, welcome to the virtual expo. Thank you for checking out my booth. My name is Jeremy Lee. I host a YouTube uh, show called Sports Cards Live. That's what I'm, that's the banner of my booth. And, you know, if you want to see my cards, you just need to go to my, my, po my uh, pinned post in my booth chat. I have a link to my Dropbox. Go there. The cards are organized. They're, they're well pictured and they're priced. And that I think is what set my booth apart from many. I know Amit was very similar. Instead of Dropbox, he used Google Docs. So his, we, like I said, we were told by almost everybody that our booths were set up in, in the most organized uh, manner. So thank you for the compliments. I mean, obviously that makes us feel good and probably a bit of a best practice for other vendors to emulate moving forward. And we're happy to help others uh, figure out how to do it better. Amit, jump in. So the one thing I know is there's a similarity in the expo real version, the physical version and the online version is you have to have booth presence, right? Like, if you're sitting at your physical booth and you get your arm across your chest and just staring next, you got to be interactive. So in the virtual show, you got to be even more interactive. And to pick up on your point, Jeremy, it's like it took me a while, but then I realized I was trying to text people, but they can actually hear me. Then I realized, well, stop, stop. And I started talking and then people started interacting. By today, I got really, well, I made some jokes about myself and showed up my, my, my fake hockey cards to everybody and got people laughing and 
people got in and got to see it. So yeah, get interactive, be personable, and people will come. 100%. The more I think when you're in this environment and you don't know who's who's kind of watching you, but you know you got you got eyeballs on you, um, it's important to engage with those people because they could come into your booth for five seconds, see you just kind of sitting there, you know, looking at your phone, not saying anything. And that's going to happen too. But, you know, you want to minimize that because they're going to see your booth. If they come in and you're talking, you have their attention just automatically. So it's important to get their attention and then it's important to continue to engage with them. So I did it all day. I don't know how I have any voice left right now because I was yapping and yapping and yapping. Um, when I had when I had five or six guys in the booth with me and they were yapping, it gave me and thank you so much for that, all my friends, because that gave my voice a break and it gave me a chance just to chill a little bit. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, back to Carlos's comment. No, the the format, uh, the platform isn't perfect. But again, uh, the, the organizer is looking to hear what can be improved on. And I I'm quite confident that uh, that he and his team are going to make this uh, the next version of the virtual expo that much better. And I think he also learned a lesson on how to communicate with it with registered attendees about what you do when you get to the show, because a lot of people weren't sure where to go, how to log in, you know, when you go to a booth and, and some of the, you know, I'll say I'm, I'm disappointed in some of the booths that weren't there. Some of them, and I didn't really have time today to go to other booths, but the few I did peek in on, I mean, one of them just had a camera pointed at a whiteboard and I thought, ah, that's not really what this is for. But I mean, hey, who knows? People have lives and you don't know what people are up to. So I don't, I'm not really, I'm not meaning to call anybody out, but it's not optimal to just have your camera um, pointed at a whiteboard or even just having a, a slideshow going. I think it's, you really want to win at this game. As, as Amit said, you need to have booth presence and you need to engage. Mm -hmm. So to Carlos's comment, yes, not perfect. It will improve. And I think the vendors will improve next time. Dave Archer, howdy was, see, there's another guy that don't really know. Now we're friends, right? Now we're friends. Thank you for watching the show. Jeff, no need to, it's okay. No need to remind people I'm number one. You were around a lot, Jeff, and I really do appreciate it. Scott, um, I don't, Scott, I don't know if I'm going to do a recap on Hobby Insider uh, because I just don't know if I'm going to have the time, but we'll see. We'll, we will see. But thank you. I appreciate that. Terry, I loved your Dropbox folder layout. Jeremy, thank you, Terry. I, you know, I got many, uh, po much positive feedback on that. So I think I will definitely go for that again. Anonymous Facebook user, but we'll bring you up. The virtual show was great. My son and I loved it. Looking forward to the next one. There, there, there's a person who enjoyed it and maybe who didn't have super, super high expectations for something that is a first time go and wasn't, was free to, to attend and, uh, you know, just happy to be there. Paul poked around using my iPhone was a little less intuitive, but once I figured it out, I had had fun. Didn't find anything I wanted, but liked it. Well, hey, nothing wrong with that. You don't find something every time you go window shopping. And the organizers did mention in many of their emails that you're best off on a laptop or a computer using Google Chrome. So I can understand why the phone wouldn't be perfect, but hey, it worked somewhat and you got to check it out. So that's awesome. Uh, you both really did. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Scott. Oh boy, lots of comments. Where did that, oh wow, okay. So I'm, how far behind are we on the comments? We are only 10 minutes behind. Uh, Josh, looking forward to hearing your thoughts from a dealer's perspective. I'm sure we'll get to that. 
Uh, we live in the U.S. and have not been able to attend one in person, so we really enjoyed the virtual show. That's awesome. I wish I knew your name. Jim, you guys did a great job with your booths, and you're right. It was a really good show. Jim was set up as the vintage hockey card store, and he was doing some live discussions. And uh, Jim, when I when I came to visit you, you were having a great time hanging out with Earl. Thought that was awesome. Better food at the expo this year. Yep, that's probably true. That's probably true. Uh, CW, I can't tell who that is, but thank you for joining. Corey Wilson, I felt it was better than a normal expo. Normally, it's one-on-one -on -one conversations, but with this, you can go into a room and it can be four people sitting, talking cards, great for learning. See, that that comment right there is something that people need to take note of, and you need to, you need to take this seriously because... You know, if you've got, if you're going to be a vendor at the next one and you've got your buddies, you know, encourage them to come hang out with you, even if they're not vendors or say, hey, come, come hang out at my booth. And when you're at my booth, you, you know, you can hang out anytime. I was saying that to people who are hanging out with me. I was like, hey, feel free to leave whenever you want, but thank you for joining and you're welcome back whenever. It's just great having you here. Like, how was that for you, Amit, in terms of the, just the company? That's a great segue. So I uh, had two or three people hang out with me. I'm talking for hours and hours. So I don't want to pick preferences and names or anything, but you two or three guys, you kept me a lot of company and I really appreciate it. It was just like at the expo where, well, sometimes people just go around your booth, pull up a chair and sit down and talk to you. Same, same vibe. So I really, really appreciate that. Um, actually, the funny thing I want to note, Jeremy, so I guess I had so much of an interaction at my booth that the, the site administrator decided to show up and join on the conversation I had with a couple of people in my booth and just uh, start talking. This is a show of the tech administrator. So I found that to be an amazing compliment. It was that, are you talking about Mikey? No, it was just uh, one of the people that I hired uh, to manage the, oh. the tech. And he just jumped in and was like, can I come and go for it? Okay, cool. Because Mikey, who is one of uh, one of the organizers, like main guys for this, he popped in my booth one time. I said, I thought to myself, how did, how did you get on screen? Because we had to accept people onto our onto our screen. Well, he had access to everything. So he just said, yeah, he goes, I just let myself on. But ne the next time he came on, he actually texted and said, hey, can I come on? I said, well, of course you can. Yeah. All right. Uh, CW, Virginia. Yeah, we had Virginia. Jim got a call from Jamaica. I mean, there's collectors wow. in Jamaica, right? Ziggy, great feedback. I stopped by, looked around, found it interesting. Life interrupted. Congrats on the success. And thank you for sharing. Pleasure. Kansas City in the house. You guys did great. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Barry Ma, not quite the same as Expo. Didn't get any submissions from either of you. <laughs> well, Barry, thank you for being here. I mean, you're always a great guy, Barry. It was nice to see you in the booth. And, uh, you know, we're big fans of ComC. Both of me and I have been ComC users for a long time. If anybody uh, has watched Sports Cards Live before, we had the CEO and founder of ComC on about a month and a half ago, Tim Getch. That episode lives on the YouTube channel in the archive, so feel free to go by and check that out. Maybe a future annual virtual conference. Hey, you know, this is gonna open up a lot of uh, a lot of new things, I think, so definitely. Jay, the show was great. I'm very sure some of the other vendors just weren't 100% sure what to do and will be ready for the next one. Excellent comment, I agree completely. Jay Okish is known for his Mega Patch collection and spent a lot of time with me at the booth, Jay. I did appreciate your company. Here's another one, Sam. So Sam's a guy who I really only know from this show. He watches Sports Cards Live. He comments. And, uh, and you know, we're friends now. Like, we were texting after the show. What up, bro? Like, you know what? Like, it's just awesome. The, the relationships, uh, the cards are one thing, but just meeting the people, 
Like, you know, I remember you, you, how did you make new friends? You made new friends by, by school. You made new friends at work. That's really how you make new friends. And then online came around, but now it's, it's the hobby, right? You make new friends through sports. The hobby's a big part for sure. What was the best you see on there? Uh, I don't know what that means. Zach, totally agree. Vendors sharing best practices. The best booths had four to five people consistently on the screen chatting, made it a little easier to look through the booths while listening to the hobby talk. Great point, right? I mean, I had my my link to my Dropbox at the in the chat pinned to the top. People were clicking on it, and then I know that because they were telling me. So they had the they had the window open with my booth, so they could hear me talking to whomever, and they probably had the you know, the window with my with my cards on top of that. So they were in the booth, but they were looking at my cards, just like you would be at a show. It was just awesome. Barry didn't do my end of day handshakes either. That's okay, Barry. I, I, I bailed at five on the nose. I was so hungry. Name. Yes, I was in my vehicle. I was waiting for my wife. That's right, name. That's right. Sam, great talking and getting to know you better. Yeah, again, you know, friendships are uh, forming and, um, and, you know, we're, we're just building relationships. It's awesome. Clarity is great. Awesome. Jamie says, my son and I love the show. We live in the U.S. and have not been able to attend one in person before. So we really enjoyed the virtual show. Attended from Kansas City. Looking forward to the next one. I mean, that's what's awesome about the virtual expo is that you're not limited to people that live in the GTA. You're not limited to people that are going to fly in from New York or L.A. or wherever, Chicago or, you know, uh, Finland, you're getting people from all over the world. Am I good to keep going to meet? Yeah, the one comment I would say is I had a, a vendor, sorry, an attendee from Finland. Like I was talking to people from Finland. So that was cool too. So definitely a global reach and I felt it right away. Yeah, exactly. Al says the support staff was really on top of things that I saw messages to vendors, letting them know they were with them for support. Yeah, they did a great, great job today. Jeff says, oh, I think the cost of vending was made public, I believe, yet from an ROI perspective, was it reasonable? Do you think it'll become more attractive next time with data? I mean, for me, the ROI, I don't want to give the vendor too much information on my ROI because I don't want them to bump up the price on me. But um, uh, I had a very, very good show. I sold I sold lots of cards. The ROI was as good as any show I've ever done, ever. Um, I'll leave it at that for now, but I will go through and you, you know, if you guys know what cards are worth, you might get an idea yourself, sort of. Amit, please. One thing I will say, which was interesting, so because it's had a virtual flair, I decided to link my ComC store to my booth, and I did a lot of deals on my ComC cards. So people were negotiating prices with me and I was actually adjusting the prices on the fly and then we came to an agreement and then we moved forward. Um, in terms of an ROI perspective, it was, that was such a say, I'm not complaining. Yeah, I mean, we chatted after the show. I got, I, I called the meet because I, like I said, I bailed from the show really quick. I went upstairs, I saw my family and then I had to go pick up dinner for me and my wife. And I called the meet on the way and uh, he was, he was giddy. Amit was giddy after the show. So he had a great show too, no doubt. Sam says, both yours and Amit booth, uh, both yours and Amit's booth were the best by far, in my opinion. I mean, you know, honestly, we heard that a lot. Uh, we, we did. We just heard that. I'm not going to, you know, don't need to pretend we didn't. We heard that a lot. So 
what I, what I think my plan is is to pretty much do it the same time next time, but to actually share the share the strategy with the other vendors. I don't mind the competition, if you will, between vendors. I want the show to grow. I want the hobby to grow. So I don't mind sharing uh, what I did with anybody else who wants to know. So if you're watching right now and you were a vendor that did not have a great show, hit me up, send me a message, give me a phone call, send me a text, whatever you want. We'll have a call and I'm happy to you know, share my my tips, my advice uh, for what made it good for me. And I, and Amit mentioned, I know he'll do the same. So we're both open to that for sure. Uh, there was a keyboard issue from my Android, but use the iPad to communicate, use three different browsers, but was a great tool to communicate. Yeah, awesome. I mean, let's face it, we all have different hardware. Uh, so you, know, you have to kind of use what you have at your disposal and make the best of it. Uh, we enjoyed the session where you could trade with other attendees. I didn't see that. I didn't get a chance to check that out, but it's nice to hear that that went well. You did a great job being dad and card slinger. Yeah, I had my daughter in here for, for a few minutes at one point. The booth hunt was difficult. Don't know I understand that. Was it hard to find other booths? Because I thought you could just go to the main page of the expo to see them. So I'm not sure what that what, what you mean by that, but please, please uh, explain if you don't mind. Anonymous Facebook user, hey, hey, I'm quickly going to put uh, on the ticker here. If anybody's watching and you haven't watched this show before, please go. It's on the ticker right now. Go to streamyard.com slash Facebook and click the big blue button there. Because you, because if you're watching on Facebook, two things. Number one, uh, the system I'm using doesn't automatically recognize your name unless you allow it to. So I do encourage you to do that. You only have to do it once and then it's done forever. Um, and the other thing is you're 10 seconds behind everybody else that's watching on YouTube. So I always recommend people watch on YouTube. We are doing a giveaway tonight, which Amit, we forgot to talk about how we were going to do that. So we'll have to figure that out somehow on the fly. But okay. we have an auto... We have, a, we have a giveaway, I'll announce it now. We have a giveaway courtesy of the Virtual Expo. It is, a, it is an autographed Tyson Berry jersey with a letter of authenticity from uh, Maple Leafs, uh, what does it say there? Maple Leafs store, I guess. I can't, it's too small for me to read. But this is the jersey that we will be giving away uh, a little bit later on on the show. So please do, uh, again, go to streamyard.com slash Facebook and click that big blue button. And if you're watching, you want to watch on YouTube if you want to be in the hunt for the prize. StreamYard.com slash Facebook. And then very quickly, you can follow myself on Instagram. I'm at Jaylee underscore cards. And you can follow Amit at Titan Hockey Stick. We also have a Twitter account for the show. If you're on Twitter, Sports Cards LIV1. Check it out. And on the ticker, I'll put on the upcoming episodes for everybody to see what's coming up if you missed it at the beginning. All right. Back to the comments. Jamie says, the only thing I didn't like was how presentations would end suddenly in the middle of a speaker talking. The final draw was cut off because the time ended at six. So don't even know who the winner was. Yeah, fair comment. Something that I think that the the the, um, pr the show promoters will definitely fix next time. Um, I didn't ever see that happen. So I, I can't speak to it exactly, but I understand what you're saying. And, uh, you know, honestly, I think that that will be fixed up next time. I did a, I did a, I hosted a panel or a, an interview, I should say, on the main stage yesterday at one, one o'clock PM. And I had the senior, uh, senior grader from Beckett Grading Services, David Poole, and we had 45 minutes and we could have used probably an hour and a half at least. 
and it ended very quickly as well. So I kind of know what you mean. Um, and by the way, Beckett Grading Services did confirm to me that they will um, let one, let their senior grader come back on again for a full episode of Sports Cards Live. So we'll get that done in the future. So stay tuned for that. Tim, welcome to the show. I enjoyed chatting in both your booths this weekend. Great conversation. Tim, it was awesome to see you. As always, Tim is a past guest of Sports Cards Live as well. You can check out that episode from about two weeks ago. The Dropbox idea, the Dropbox was a great idea. So that's something that I will let other people know about for next time. Thank you. Jeff says, I hope in the future, the vendors with the highest concurrent viewers are highest and then it goes down. It provides those who are trying hardest to benefit. That's a great idea. Kind of like a kind of like a ladder sort of thing where if you've got people or viewers in your booth, you're going to kind of float to the top of the of the the main site. I would love that. I think I, I think I, I led the way there quite a bit with viewers. I mean, today I rarely had less than 20 people in my booth. Sometimes I had over 30. And even at the end when I left, it was like 17 or so. So, um, you know, if you're engaging and you've got a good setup, that's it will push you to the top for sure. Uh, it was a great show. Got to meet a lot of people. See, that's you got to meet a lot of people. Alex says the Google Photos Dropbox Flickr was my favorite. Only a handful of sellers chose to do this. Amit sold a few extra cards of his to me because I circled back two to three times. There you go. Strategy and, and the way you lay out your own booth is really going to do it. It wasn't showing my name on Facebook, so I joined YouTube as well. Thank you, Jamie. And uh, please subscribe to the YouTube channel for Sports Cards Live. Anyone else who's watching and you're not yet subscribed, I ask you kindly to subscribe to the channel. Uh, Jay-Z, good evening. Didn't see you at the show today, Jay-Z. You better have a good excuse. Send me a message. Want to know where you I want to see the doctor's note. Just kidding, buddy. It's great to see you. Uh, CWS Cards, the new guy in the block. Thanks for all the knowledge. Looking forward to the future in this biz. Hey, man. Great to see you and looking forward to hanging out with you at more shows. Dave says, I absolutely loved it. Jeremy, it's rare to get some sort of face-to-face -face chat with folks, especially now. Glad I gave a break with my babbling. Yeah, it was awesome, Dave. I, I loved having you in the booth, man, anytime. And even the next time you come to the Real Expo, hang, come hang at my booth. Anybody who hangs at my booth at the Virtual Expo is invited to hang at my booth at the Real Expo. You can leave your jacket there. You can leave your box, the cards there if you want. You know, you can headquarter yourself. Me and Amit, we set up beside each other. We've got like a, a double booth thing going on. You guys are all welcome to hang out with us anytime. Please don't ever be too shy or thinking, oh, I don't know. It's not my booth. You're welcome to come. We're, 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 it's like an open door policy sort of thing. For the most part, for the most part. Larry, the virtual expo was awesome and I had no issues. The dealers I spoke to were friendly and I had some great interactions with both of you guys, Carlos. Doug, etc. Cheers. Thanks, Larry. It was great seeing you. I know Doug, Doug reached out to me this morning and um, and he said that, you know, he's going to follow our lead next time. And he was really, uh, really thankful for that. He even he even said at the next X was going to buy me and Amita a drink. So he was really happy about that. So we got to take him up on that. Uh, Jay-Z, the hobby talk and our relationships make the hobby for me. 100%, my man, 100%. Scott says, did you guys do any sort of end of the show deals or did that not matter this time because it wasn't a matter of traveling with the cards? That's a cool question. Um, I would say no. It, it, you nailed it. It wasn't for me at the end of the show. I'm always trying to get rid of a box of bulk or something I don't want to take home on the airplane. Didn't do any of that today. Um, if you were in the booth, 
it was a deal. And as Barry from ComC mentioned earlier, uh, it was a slow show for him because he didn't get submissions from me or Amit. So, all right, I'll keep plugging through here. Uh, Marcus, haven't been to an expo in ages. This virtual one brought back some me memories. Great seeing you again, Amit. There you go. Oh, that's not, no, I'm thinking of Marcus uh, Kevin's son, but Marcus Kevin's son's probably seven years old, so that can't be him. Pepper Dean says, it was great getting a chance to talk cards with you, Jeremy. Looking forward to keeping track of your channel. Julian from Florida. Hey, Julian, thank you so much, man. It was great to meet you. Thank you for the deal. Yeah, for sure. Hope you get a chance to come up to an, a real expo. And uh, the next time I'm at the National, I hope I get to see all the uh, all the American and Canadian uh, viewers who are down, uh, who, who go to the National. Uh, agreed your open discourse model was fantastic. Thank you so much. Chris West, I hope the HI feedback thread gets a lot of replies. <laughs> yeah, there was there were a couple of people on the Hobby Insider message boards last night that basically just weren't willing to give the show a chance and, oh, it sucked and this and that. Well, yeah, I guess it sucks. If you have a sucky attitude, it'll suck even more. Okay, Jim, I hear there was a topless guy on camera at a booth. Kind of wish he stopped by my booth. <laughs> I'm okay not seeing that. Amit, did you see that? No, no. no. Oh, okay, okay. Sam, unfortunately, I didn't get the chance to chat with Amit, but I'm looking forward to getting to know him as well. Congrats, you both. Thank you, Sam. Congrats, Sam. You should. I mean, uh, Amit's one of my best friends and one of my, definitely my closest hobby friend, uh, you know, up there. And uh, Sam, I can tell we're going to be great friends too. So you guys should, by the transitive property, you guys are already great friends. Name. So what kind of vendor deals do you have to make to have breakfast delivered to you. <laughs> I think you're referring to the fact that my wife brought me breakfast at like uh, a half an hour in this morning, which I was super hungry. So that was awesome. I, it was, it, the show started at nine for me and I didn't get up till like eight. So didn't really have time for breakfast. All right, Carlos, you hit it, you hit on it, but I think those that created basically a live stream vibe did well with the interactivity. It was a good afternoon hanging out, sharing. Yeah, Carlos. And I totally enjoyed my time with you. And guys, if you are uh, somebody who likes hobby content and you're on YouTube, Carlos also has a YouTube channel. It's by the same, it's called Because I'm Carlos. So check out Carlos's YouTube channel. Give him a subscribe and uh, check it out. Great guy. Uh, and I, I, I do, I really enjoy his show. I, I just, I'll tell you what it is, Carlos. I And I this might sound weird, but I like your voice and the way you inflect your voice. I just find it very engaging. And I really enjoy your show. Chris West, it would be nice if booths had some sort of labeling of what they sell, i.e. sports, vintage, modern. Okay, I'm going to hit on this for one second because as vendors, when we were registering for this, we were sent a questionnaire by the show um, organizers. And they basically asked you to pick one of the following, baseball, basketball, football, hockey, non-sport, one. You could pick one. So I sent an email to Steve and I said, hey, um, I sell all of them. So I can't really pick one. It's not really appropriate that way. So he, I think he changed it and then he added uh, an option for all of the above, which I selected. So I hear, the, I hear the, the comment and I think what somebody mentioned during the show to me was that what would be awesome is that if you can come to the show and just search hockey or just search basketball or just search vintage, that would be great. But in order for that to actually be possible, every vendor would need to somehow label all of their items and that would have to feed into the system. And I just don't think that's practically possible. I think it's more just like going to any other card show, wandering the aisles, 
looking at the booths, looking in the showcases, looking in the card boxes. And the way Amit and I had our booth set up, it was exactly that. You got to our booth, you talked to us if you wanted to, or you just looked on and you could view our cards because they were readily available. Amit, anything on that uh, just to add on? I think the, we, yeah, I agree with your points of view on that one and the labeling didn't kind of jive because you could actually select the type of demographic you wanted to sell to on the site. Um, but I mean, the safest best to choose all of the above. So if you think about it from a, um, a invitation perspective, you're probably not going to pigeonhole yourself into one section. So it's probably just best to stick with all of the above. But yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anand. Anand's another guy that I've known online for probably five, six, ten years or so. And it was great to meet you in person, Anand. Thank you for coming on screen and, uh, you know, just keeping me company and having a chat. I really enjoyed the show. I thought you guys did a great job educating people on how to navigate the expo. And I will say I did try my best to tell people, hey, I've got a link to my Dropbox in the pinned post in my group chat. And I recommend when you go to other vendors booths, that you look for that pin post in their group chat because they not be, or booth chat, sorry, because they might not be saying it out loud like I am right now. So I think that's what you mean by educating people on how to navigate or at least part of it. And I did try to do that. You go on to say, I enjoyed several vendors who gave me contacts to help me find some of my want lists, right? That right there is the community aspect of this hobby. And I think we really wanna see people find what they're looking for, right? Like, yeah, pretty awesome. David Schneider, the concept has a lot of promise, was actually going to make my first trip to Expo this year from the States. Sad my vacation got canceled, but this was nice. I hope they do more of these. Great feedback. I'm, you know, that's awesome. We hope they do too. Ziggy's still in the house. If you are new, welcome to the best interview show in the hobby by far. Amazing show. Tell your friend Ziggy. I, I appreciate it, man. I really do. Um, guys, I mentioned it earlier. Ziggy No has his own YouTube channel by the name Ziggy No. And he does, my, he does an episode once a week where it's called the Hobby Content Review. So he's actually out there looking on YouTube for the best hobby content he can find. And then he reviews it on his show. And his shows are nice. They're short. So he, unlike mine, which are very long, his shows are short and very easily consumable. So definitely check that out, especially if you want to consume more hobby content, which I encourage you all to do especially if you still have more time in your hands than usual with the state of the world right now. Pepper Dean, I found it was difficult to figure out which sports or type of cards each vendor specialized in without, without clicking through them one by one. Could have been more efficient. Well, I don't know how you do that. Like, like all, I, all I had on the main show uh, page was the logo of Sports Cards Live. I didn't put on there, I sell hockey, baseball, basketball, football from 1910 to 2020. I could have done that. But I, I just want, I want to encourage, I wanted to encourage people to come and say hello. Um, so I, I, I definitely hear the comment. I just wonder how, as a vendor, I can best balance my desire to engage with people and not have them, not, not have them just not come to my booth because they don't see something on my main logo. Um, I'd rather you come in, talk to me. And the other thing that I did in my Dropbox link was within, if you clicked on the link, it took you to a page that had 12 folders. One was marked basketball, one was marked football, et cetera, et cetera. So you would actually get a very, very quickly to see if I had anything you might want to look at. But I will say people that came in the booth, they would type in the booth chat, hey, do you have any graded football? And I would say, yes, I do. It's please click on the link and go to the football folder. So that worked out pretty well. 
Brian Palmer says, really enjoyed the show overall. I like the main stage interviews and talks, which is something I would have missed at a regular expo. You two easily had the best vendor booth. Great work, guys. Thank you so much, Brian. I mean, that's just awesome. Barry, the one thing is that ROI isn't a one-show thing. It's all about networking and building relationships for future mutual benefits. I mean, I'm almost embarrassed I didn't think of saying that earlier, Barry. So thank you so much for making that very, very astute point. If you are somebody who does, who if you work for a living and you are, you are in business, you know that relationships are everything and your reputation is everything. Barry nailed, I, I, you guys, I'm gonna read it out loud one more time. I cannot, I cannot overstate the importance of this comment. The one, ROI is not a one show thing. It's about networking, building relationships, for future mutual benefits. Heed those words. All right. Thank you, Barry. Chris says, one thing I did notice was people in the main chat spamming grab bag type of eBay auctions, among other things. Yeah, I heard about that. That was something that was in the in the email this morning from the show, uh, the show organizers where they said, we will be keeping an eye on it and we will, you know, get rid of those people if it become if they're not fall, if they're not um, listening to warnings and that stuff. So well, I didn't. I wasn't there much today. Um, I hope it was less than in the than the day before. Paul agrees that was annoying. I'm sure it was. Josh says, as a dealer, Jeremy, did you find it helped or hurt by being away for 45 minutes on the main stage? So that's because yeah, I was on the main stage yesterday for 45 minutes, and I basically had to close my booth. I I honestly, Josh, I don't think it hurt me because when I came back to my booth, there were people there, and it was like I wasn't even gone. And luckily, it was at the beginning of the show, so I was okay. Amit. I'll make a comical statement here, because at the real expo, whenever Jeremy leaves, massive amounts of people go to his booth and say, where's Jeremy? They want to buy a card. So the fact that you made that statement virtually and in, in person, it doesn't surprise me. So <laughs> Hilarious. All right. Thank you, Amit. Uh, Jay-Z, that's what happens when you have 55 staff and work six days a week. Yeah, if you are busy and uh, yeah, then it's hard to make it out. I think that's what you're getting at, Jay-Z. We are, how far behind on the comments are we now? Oh, we're still about 10 minutes behind. All right, Patrick, oh man, how I miss being at the Real Expo. There is nothing like it. Yeah, but Patrick, if you were at this Expo, it wasn't the real one. I, you know, that's obvious, but it's as close as you can get from being in your own house. At least it was for me. I, I meet for you too, right? 100%. And I'll just add one thing different from the Real Expo is this one, I had a situation where I had, I don't know if I mentioned this yet, but I had a, an Instagram deal, right? I had a Hobby Insider, someone reached out to me, I had someone, two people chatting me live at the show, and there was one other medium I couldn't remember people were looking for me. At the Real Expo, you're just dealing with people. This was dealing with technology, and I was literally trying to catch up. Uh, so I found that really exciting. So I just want to make that comment. It is not the Real Expo, but it's a pretty cool feeling regardless. Yeah, it was actually, it was actually, there was more action at this show than at a real expo, I would say. I mean, I, you know, you're talking to people on all the different platforms. So, you know, okay, I'll send you a message on Facebook with my email address for payment, or I'm going to talk to you in, in the, in the, the show platforms chat function, or send me a text message or message on Hobby Insider or Instagram. I mean, it was, it was coming from every angle. Paul says, I enjoyed listening to so many people talking the hobby. It was like you went behind the table and took a seat. Right, ex exactly. That's what we were trying to make happen. Yeah, that was awesome. 
Uh, Carlos, I missed I missed my calling in radio. Wrong era. Yeah. Uh, Jeffrey, soccer was asked for so much. I agree. People ask me for soccer a lot. Take note, people. Soccer is on the uprise. Jim, Paul White, thank you for the purchases, and I will send you some more scans tomorrow. Happy to help you uh, complete that deal, Jim. Al, not great to see random people's ads of what they were looking for selling in the booth chat sidebar, e.g. watching the Phil Esposito interview and ads appear. Need a special place for those ads. Yeah, I think what they need is just a moderator in there instantly deleting or, or moderating comments into the stream instead of allowing anything. That's a good point, Al. I think, Amit, we have to, someone has to remember to mention that to Steve. All right, oil drop. Congrats on running great booths, guys. I really enjoyed it. I could see this happening twice a year between physical expos. Thanks for the deal, Jeremy. And thank you for the deal, too. I wish I knew your real name right now, but my head's a mess. Billy, missed the whole expo, but anyone complaining about a free event that could potentially grow the hobby is ridiculous. Hopefully it continues going forward. Here, here. Glenn, it was a great show. There is a future for shows like this. For those of us that usually can't make it in person to the expo, met a lot of nice people. Glenn, it was great having you at the booth. Thank you for the deals. It was great to meet you in person. You're you're a fan of the show. I appreciate that. And thanks for coming to the show, man. It, that's the nice thing about it. You could come from your own couch. Awesome. Like that's that's pretty wicked. Jim says, well said, Barry. Yeah, no doubt. Well said, Barry. Chris West says, if this continues going forward, people will start to recognize the booth logos and we'll be able to recommend them to friends. Hopefully the show grows and draws more vendors for the next one. Bang on, bang on on all points. My new good friend Sam says, to be completely honest, Jer, I had to go back to watch your previous show on YouTube channel to help me navigate the virtual expo. Great idea, thanks. No worries, man, no worries. And you know, next time you can just ask me in the show. I'm happy to help people when you're at the booth. Chris says another idea they could have they could have a bulletin board where people can pay a few bucks to put things up saying what they're looking for. Yeah, I see nothing. I don't see anything wrong with that. Larry says people who said the platform or tech was too hard didn't give it a chance. I'm not a techie at all and I found it a piece of cake. Well, that's great information right there for anyone out there who is a little bit intimidated by the virtual world or a virtual expo. <clears throat> And Patrick says, do you think this will evolve into a once a month type event as a hobby group? Man, I kind of hope not because I, I can't do it. It's just too much, too much work. Um, but I think it could, but I think you're looking at more like a twice a year thing, maybe two virtuals, two reels, complete speculation, no idea what the organizers have planned, but I know I'd be game. I'd be game for once a quarter, you know, once a quarter, there's a, there's an expo twice you travel for it, twice you stay home for it. Oh, I can definitely... I can definitely see that being something that would work. <clears throat> Jim, no worries at all, my man. No worries at all. No rules here. Al says, shout out to Barry and Com C Booth for being so interactive. Did the dice roll and the SPA box break? Yep, Com C. I got good feedback for them all the way through. And I think I think something else about Com C is, you know, they were there to, you know, advertise their brand, but they're all they're, they're there to help their customers, help the help the hobby find things. I mean, make no bones about it. They're a business. They're a profit-oriented business, but I like the way they approach the hobby as a profit-oriented business. They're uh, they're doing good things. And Billy says, "Did Matthews make an appearance? I'm assuming he pulled out due to health reasons." No, he did not he did not pull out. He made an appearance. He was on the main stage yesterday. 
I've heard he's asymptomatic and uh, he was there, which was surprising, but he was there. So kudos to him, like respect, right? To 100%. 100%. Larry says, Phil Esposito is so entertaining, hilarious stuff. I missed it, but <laughs> I, I think that video or that, that, that footage may be available later. Okay. Thanks everybody for all the comments. That is the, we are caught up on the comments right now, Amit. So thanks for listening to me that whole way. Do you want to start talking about some of the cards that were, were being sold? I mean, I've got stacks here. I'm happy to show people. Let me ask you guys watching. We've got 57 people watching right now. Do you guys want to see cards that we sold at the show? While you're typing away, we'll get to RB's comment. Congrats on a tremendous job, guys, as a hockey collector in Australia. I forgot to even mention Australia earlier, and I remember talking to you and asking you if you were from Australia. Um yeah, this is my first chance to ever visit a card expo. Well, it was awesome having you. And with, you know, and now if you ever make it to Toronto for the real expo, you're going to see familiar faces and you're going to feel like you have friends there. You're not going to be alone. Let me, let's say it that way. You ever come to the real expo, you will not be alone. You got me and Amit to hang out with and the other vendors from the show come hang out with us, come to the Thursday night dinner. We'll, we'll organize a Sunday night trade night possibly or something like that. We're going to get more people involved. So make your way up to the show if you can, all the way from Australia. How wicked is that, Amit? Very, very. That'd be really cool. I remember one year there was a couple of gents from Russia actually came from Moscow. That, 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 that was pretty cool. So yeah, cool. So cool. All right. Scotty wants to see cards. Zach wants to see cards. Paul wants to see. Sam wants to see. Jason wants to see. Alec wants to see. Al wants to see. Jay-Z. Alex, Palmer, Sam. I might have been hit the same guys here a couple of times. Sorry if I am. The comments are coming in fast again. Dave wants to see him. Eli, card sold equals hell yeah. Expo overtime. PLJ in the house. Anything that sold well that you did not expect? I will tell. I will answer that question. Slabbed in the game cards flew off my shelves. And I will show you some couple more comments of me then we'll start showing some of the cards that we move i know i've got mine ready to go if you have any ready oh you packaged yours for the most part already you did but for uh plj's comment is the way it's interesting because the type of inventory people of you know me well my inventory is kind of all over the place i have like nice patches i have some rookies so no i didn't expect anything to sell more or the other um however people were looking for nice eye candy so I felt like it was even more receptive to eye candy when I was actually holding the patch to the camera. And I'm like, I'll take that. Uh, so yeah, that was that's my comment with respect to that. And yes, Jeremy, I packaged all my cards. I did like what I said in the show. I would literally package up live because I want people to feel confident that I am packaging the card. It's going in there. The address is correct. So yeah, I don't have any cards to show because they're all in envelopes. Okay, well, and none of mine are in envelopes. I just couldn't get to it. So um, I have a lot to show. We'll run through a few more comments. This next one is a great question from Jeff, who was with me quite a bit today. I know, I know we spoke about your coding, Jeremy, although during the weekend you had different sales tactics for specific cards. Lemuse, you didn't budge, yet smaller cards you budged, et cetera. Reasoning. Cool question. One I've never really been asked before. When you, I think you're referring to the Lemuse. You're talking about the two. I sold two PSA 9 Lemieux rookies today, both to the same person. Um and yeah, some cards, I just am very, if I don't sell them for my number, 
I will continue to keep them myself and, and experience their future value increases for myself. So that's really all it comes down to. I also consider what I have into a card when I'm looking, when I'm able to move on my price. So that really answers that. I hope that answers your question. Josh said, did you find any patrons being rude when I was on? Everything seemed super, super light. I agree with the meat. Nope. I had zero issues whatsoever. Everybody was awesome in the show for sure. Uh, Larry, well, he just wants to see his card in his hands of meat. Uh, Corey Wilson got two of them. Two of them. I, are you did what the Lemieux rookies for me? I'm not sure. Sorry. Jamie says, I wish there was an easier way for kids attending the expo to connect with other kids there. My son was there for the first time and I was surprised how many kids were there. So Jamie, are you talking about the actual expo or the virtual? Because if you're talking about the actual expo, I think that your comment is amazing and you should probably send an email to Steve Menzi, the, the, the show organizer, and let him know to do something more for kids, some sort of kid event. He just needs a volunteer to run it and I think you're good to go. Anonymous user says, is the idea of this virtual expo style something sustainable on a regular monthly? I didn't know a whole lot of what transpired before this. Well, it's ob it obviously was born out of uh, COVID-19, but uh, from the from what we're hearing and our, our basic uh, assessment of this weekend, yes, it does have legs to stand on even when we get back to whatever the next normal is going to look like. Uh, our booth did great. Glad it went well for you guys too. Who are you, please? If you go to if you go to streamyard.com slash Facebook, it's on the bottom of the screen right now. And uh, click the big blue button. I'd uh, love to know who you are. Virtual. What is his email? Sales at sportcardexpo.com. Sales at sportcardexpo.com. If someone doesn't mind throwing that in the comments for me, I'd appreciate that for Jamie Prido. Thank you. Okay, we're at the bottom of the comments. I'm going to show you some cards and I'm going to show you in order of the, of, of basically days that I've made, that I did these deals. So I'm warning you, I've got five stacks, but one of them is pretty quick. So on the first day I did a deal with a guy from New York and he bought all these from me. Oh, let me just take Jamie's comment off, make room. Okay. All these from me. So it's not as cool as, I mean, it's a cool, they're cool cards but they're, it's a set. This is a set of 2008, 2009 in the game ultimate stick and auto. These are what, these are the cards. So the guy bought the whole set for me. He wanted 10 or 12 cards at first. And of course we did a deal for the whole set at the end of the, at the end of the show, or sorry, at the end of the deal. So this, he bought this whole set for me. It's 30 cards. And you know, I, I love these cards, but I've got other cards that are, that kind of fill the same need, the same need in my collection. So I was willing to let that set go. I've had it for over 10 years. I built it. I built it upon release, one card at a time, and I'm sad to see them go, but at the same time, there's always more cards. Same guy bought the, I sold him these two Kawhi Leonard rookie cards. One's a silhouette, one's a crown royal. A Tom Brady Kaboom card, Panini Kaboom, and a PSA 10 holder. He bought that. He also took these two cards, an Austin Matthews PSA 10, an Eric Carlson SPA Future Watch Auto. He took, I mean, it's it's he took lots. He took a, a Shane Doan card. He took this Mary Lemieux Leaf Q card. He took these two autographs, an Iserman and a Forsberg 
Pinnacle Silver Autos. He took this Mario Lemieux card that Tim wanted, but it was already sold. He took this. He took my this Gretzky auto patch from Cup. He took this Gretzky dual auto with Yari Curry. Took this Gretzky auto from Full Force. Jeremy Roenick autograph out of 12 from the Cup. He took a Mark Shifley Prime Rookie. He took a Timu Solani Brilliance autograph. Leon Dreisaitl autograph from uh, Masterpieces. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl Rookie card from Black Diamond. Mika Zabinajad Cup autograph ARP. And a last card he took was this Mitch Marner uh, Premier Tribute Rookie out of 99. So... That was my first deal of the show. And to be honest, I was done. Like at that point, I could have been done for the show and I had a great show. But that was basically before the show even opened because he was one of the other vendors. Yeah, what didn't he buy? All those cards were to him. So that was the that was my first deal. And I was like, I'm good. My show's good. And honestly, the show wasn't even really open at that point. So that was a great deal. Moving forward, Brian Palmer. This is what he picked up. This is my first deal of the of the of the day after that big deal there. Opichi Premier Matt Sundin rookie. Then I sold to Jay uh, Johnny Gaudreau exclusives uh, Young Guns nine point five out of a hundred. Al, this is coming your way. Sean Monahan Cup signature patch. Uh, Paul Stasny Upper Deck game patch out of fifteen was sold. Um, and I know who that is. I just can't think of it right now. Then Tim picked up three signature patches from the cup, Mike Medano, Ron Hextall, and Yari Curry, beautiful piece. Those are all sold. I said I wouldn't say names. Sorry, guys. If I'm violating anyone who didn't want uh, me to tell you what was sold, I'll keep going. I think you guys don't care. Tim, you also bought a Bobby Clark. He called me back later and said, hey, I'll take the Clark too. Two cards I'm going to regret selling. I know I'm going to regret selling these, even though I did really well on them because I've had them. I, I'm into these cards for like 50 and 60 bucks, and they each went for over 500. This is the second year Magic Johnson and the second year Larry Bird, both in PSA 9s. These are going to Vancouver. Awesome cards. I know I'm going to regret them because uh, it's our first solo card. All right, keep, in mo keep moving. Here's a deal. Uh, I forget who it is. I apologize. But uh, Joe Sackick. PSA 10 uh, Opichi rookie. He also took my Alexander Ovechkin rookie update rookie and a couple of Beehive rookies, Ovechkin and Crosby. There we go. Moving along. Amit, sorry, man. This has got to be a little bit. But thanks for hanging out, buddy. Yeah, man. Don't worry. Kucherov, sign of the times. Um, Taylor Hall, noise boys in a PSA 9 holder was sold. Here's a card that's sold. Like the guy said, hey, will you take X? And I said, no, but I'll take Y. And he said, okay, I'll take it. Well, PSA 7, Wayne Gretzky rookie card, one of the four that I had available. I mean, if you know what this is worth, people were spending money. This card was paid for in two minutes. Two minutes. The guy took it. Awesome. Oscar Clefbaum, uh, Arctic Freeze, going to Chris Wells. Leon Dreisettle rookie going up to Edmonton to my buddy Chris. And then Earl. Earl took three 1930 cards, a Harvey Jackson rookie, a Sweeney Shriner, and a Joe Primo. All, you know, PSA fought four, uh, fives and sixes. I, these two are, are, sorry, these two are upgrades, and this is a card he's never had before. Thank you, Earl, for the deal. Look forward to getting those out to you. 
And I believe that was the end of that was my those were my deals yesterday. Those were yesterday's deals. Okay, I, I gotta be boring some of you. Amit's kind of laughing. I don't know. You're looking at comments or something. Let's go to some comments here quickly. What didn't he buy? Yes. Oh, here we go. Juan, what does Juan say? Had to log in to YouTube. Our booth did great. Armory Steel. Yes, I heard good things about you, Juan. It was nice to meet you too. And thanks for tuning into the show. And that's why you want to get to booths early. Would have loved the Lemieux. That's right. You know, you want you want first dibs on cards. You got to get there. That's for sure. Did you guys make any big purchases? Amit, you want to start with that? No, I was too busy to, to really look around for stuff. But I mean, you know me. I love to buy stuff. So if anybody on here, you ever want to sell anything, reach out to me and Jeremy. I'm sure we want to look at stuff. We'll need to reload for the next one. Yeah. But I almost wish I could say I bought something. I almost wish. Hilarious. I, I didn't I, I didn't buy anything big. I bought one card today. Uh, um, I think it was from Alex. Was it Alex or was it... Uh, <laughs> Ooh, hoopa, who uh, less? It was less. I think it was less. Yeah. So I had just sold a card to less. And then he's like, he's heard me mention that I collected a certain set. He said, Oh, I have some of those. So let me go see. And he found a, a card that I needed for my set. So I have a Gabriel Landeskog uh, Masterpieces Black Frame Leather coming in from less. I can't wait to get it. It's a set I've been working on for a long time. That was my only purchase $20. I did not have time to really leave my booth much today, especially. Zero for me. Zero for you. Yeah. We were we were busy at our booths. I think that's a big part of it. And I guess we're lucky for that. Uh, Jeff says, Amit is looking at you with evil eyes. <laughs> well, well, hey, I, I mean, hey, oh, there we go. Alex, the PSA 10 is going to a nice home. I'm happy to hear it. Amit looks excited. You sold a few big cards, Jeremy. Well done. Yeah. And I haven't even gotten to today's sales. And I mean, just to give you an idea, that's what I sold today. All that. And that's a ton of different deals. So, I mean, if you're watching this and you did not set up at the show, I'm telling you, I mean, I don't want to say I told you so because I didn't tell you ever, but in hindsight, um, you missed out and um, you want to do this next time. You really do. What cards you got, you guess, collecting? I was talking, uh, what you think about the new ice? We're not really talking about products, Gizmo. Tune in uh, on a future show. We will definitely talk about specific products. Eli, I was skeptical because of the new venue, but seeing these sales, Jeremy, looks very promising as people seem to be spending money well done. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, not much more to say, but yep, that, that's the fact right there. Thank you, Eli. All right, I'll keep going with some more sales. Keep you guys so. Sold this emblems of endorsement of uh, Mark Giordano. That's Staying local in Calgary to my buddy Jay. He also took this Johnny Goudreau ultimate patch out of five. And then I sold two Merrill Lemieux rookie PSA nines. So again, people were buying a bit of everything, but people, there were some real investment type of buys like these two cards, which I think are way undervalued. I'm sure I'm going to regret selling these, but hey, you know, you can't keep them all. And I'll just put that money into something different as, as time moves forward. So this is going as my new buddy, Sam, the Patrick Wall Rookie Review, uh, short print auto patch out of 25. So, oh, this was a, this was an 11 card deal that, uh, oh, is that the 11 card deal? No, it's not. This was a four, a five card deal, I believe. Sold a Bill Barber PSA 9 rookie, a JS Jaguar rookie, Mark Recchi rookie. Mike Vernon, PSA 10 rookie, 
and a Sergei Makarov PSA 10 rookie. Those all got sold. And then I sold some in the game slab cards more. And on top of that set, we got these. We got the Dominic Hasek and the Dominic Hasek. And those, uh, I forget who tipped those. We got the, oh, here's Carlos's cards, the Mike Medano stick rack along with the Mike Medano um, complete jersey. I'm getting through it, people. I'm getting through it. Then I sold a couple more vintage cards, a 54 Parkhurst and a 52 Allen Stanley. Those cards were sold. Phil Esposito stick rack. That's going out to Chris. I sold the, the Forsberg stick rack along with the same person, bought the young the Patrick Kane Young Guns. I mean, I'm, 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 you guys are seeing. Sold the PSA 7 uh, Ken Dryden rookie card, Opeachy. You know, like we're talking like all sorts of stuff. Sold the Chris Osgood Upper Deck Rookie PSA 10. A couple more uh, Future Watch Autos, SP Authentic Future Watch Autos, Blake Wheeler and Drew Doughty. Those are finding new homes. And then a couple of uh, Black Diamond, uh, Rookie Diamond Relics, Justin Bailey and uh, Mikhail Sergachev. Sergachev. Those are finding new homes. All right, guys, I'm down to one stack, so I'll keep on rushing through here. Here we go. Uh, a couple of Bobby. These are these Bobby Orr cards. I think the gentleman was from was he in New York or West Virginia, something like that. But a couple of Bobby Orr vintage Bobby Orr cards were sold today. Brad Richards PSA ten upper deck rookie card got found a new home. And then these are all going to my buddy Ralph. I love all three of these cards. I broke up the set, but we have three stick racks: Jagger, Chelios, and Datsuk. All going out to Ralphie. Only this much more to go. Here's the 11 card vintage deal. So I'll run, I'll whip through this quickly. So this gentleman picked up a Todd Bertuzzi rookie card, a Ma Marcus Nasland PSA 10 rookie, a Pavel Bure PSA 10 rookie, Paul Correa, Mika Kiprasov, Trevor Linden tops PSA 10. The big card for him was the, uh, the Tony Esposito PSA 8. Reggie Lemelin rookie, Tom Barrasso rookie, Dave Babich rookie, and a Mar uh, Richard Brodeur rookie. So those all went to one gentleman. I got a lot of packaging and shipping ahead of me here, people. Then I sold this uh, Joe Sackick stick rack card and another 54 Parkhurst card with Gordie Howe and Lumley on it. That was pretty cool. And then we did Joe Sackick stick rack couple more premier rookies, Curtis Joseph and Rob Blake, Opichi Premier PSA 10s. Jerry Cheevers, Between the Pipes, Complete Package was sold. And the last card that I dealt on was the Dickie Moore 1952 Parkhurst rookie. That's everything, guys. That is everything that I sold at the Virtual Expo this weekend. And I'm telling you, that is Probably as many cards as I've sold at any real expo. Amit, can you please talk? I'm losing my voice. I think what I can do next time is I can actually share my virtual. I don't know if I can share in StreamYard. I can share my virtual bucket, and you can actually see the type of cards I was actually uh, doing at the expo. Um, I'll do that next time, but I'm not prepared to, to go through in case I make some mistake. Um, those are a lot of eye candy, Jeremy. I love that kind of stuff. But a lot of the stuff I was moving was more in the ten to twenty dollar to thirty dollar range. So it seemed to be the sweet spot for me. Uh, a lot of Hall of Famers, a lot of like Eric Lindros autographs. Um, 
stuff like uh, I sold to one of the guys viewing today uh, an, an Ekblad patch. So it's a lot of like 20, let's say 10, 20, 30, $40 kind of cards is what was moving for me. I would love to, it's funny, I was just looking through my collection and I would love to like think next time start putting stuff like this on there. Like these things, I just didn't have a time to scan, right? Just no time to get to ahead of the expo to scan and get things moving. Yeah. Like give another handy, like that's the type of stuff I want to list eventually, right? Yeah. But, those, uh, are, those are great cards. Those, those are great cards, man. I have to think you would have had some, uh, you know, at least a few people inquiring about both of those cards. Um, I, I was, I'm lucky. I don't carry a ton of inventory. Um, a lot of the stuff I sell is stuff that was in my personal collection that I'm like, I, I think I'm going to get out of that now. So a lot of what you saw just now were cards that I've owned for a long time. So, um, you know, but a lot of them are cards that I do have for, you know, just holding purposes. And uh, so obviously I had some stuff that people wanted, some more higher value items, and that's going to help my weekend. So if you're someone who's thinking about setting up and you don't have those items, that's okay too. There's there's buyers at all price points and there's sellers at all price points and everybody wants to to buy. But I had cards sell from five dollars to four thousand dollars. So, you know, and everywhere and everywhere in between, for sure. All right, Sam. There were my Sam asked for day two sales. There they were. Patrick, what are the sets you're chasing after? Are there any large cards you will not move? I mean, I've got tons of large cards I will not move. That's another episode, Patrick can't get to that right now but but that's a whole other episode jim says good job you put effort into it you put effort into it we're on every show demo learning and did it right that's a good point i went to all the demos that the organizers put on in the weeks leading up and really tried to soak in as much as i could and i'll admit even after those demos i was as unsure as anybody about what to do and then me and amit were chatting we're like i'm just gonna go dropbox and he's like yeah i'm just gonna i'm just gonna go google and 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 calm c and i thought yeah, that's it. I'm going to sit in my screen, talk to people and and point them to my Dropbox. And, you know, I lucked into it because that ended up being the strategy that people seem to like the best. So I got lucky on that on that front for sure. Jeff says, I'll set up next time and send slab collectors to you and keep my $2 relics. Hey, man, there's a market for everything, right? Glad the land is going to a good home. Thanks for the how. Thank you, Les. Jay says, Arg, I knew I should have jumped on that Makarov. <laughs> well, I had a couple other cards you wanted, Jay. I didn't hear back from you, but it's okay, buddy. I know you were looking at that middle stat as well. Dave says, with all these sales and meeting, Jeremy, is there anything you may be able to knock off your want list with the funds uh, coming your way from this weekend sale? Well, as I mentioned at one point in my booth, I'm selling a lot of stuff to cover what I've already spent, not what I'm looking to spend. I bought a couple of big cards earlier this year and this is going to help me uh, cover that nut for sure. I think to answer that question myself is I have a lot of stuff that's holed up in shipment. Uh, some stuff from the state. So stuff that hasn't come to me yet. So the other sales from here will offset that as well. So I've always got new stuff coming in. So yeah, the same answer as you, Jer. Yeah, it's, it's not paying for things we want to buy. It's paying for things we already did buy, which yep. can sometimes get you in trouble. Okay, Billy says, what is the single largest purchase either of you have made at a, a previous expos in person? That's a big question. I, that's a... I can I, answer. Well, single largest purchase. So, uh, what the heck? I'll just say. So, I've done bulk purchases of, you know, three to $5,000 in person at the expo. But that's like a lot of cards. Um, yeah. But in terms of a PC, I would have to say 
couple hundred bucks, I think. It's probably the tops are paid for a PC edit. For a PC okay. edit? It's a Wendell Clark limited uh, the limited logos. I can't remember which one it is now. It's one with the blue, really nice blue leaf on it, and it went for big bucks recently. And I paid a couple hundred bucks for mine. So. I know I'm, what one it is. It's the 06, it's the 0607 limited logos that you bought. Right. I know that card. Yeah. Oh, really yeah. It's a beautiful card. I mean, um, I've bought so many cards at the at past expos. I don't know what the biggest one I bought, but I remember. And uh, Jim, if you're still watching, I because you bought this from me at a at a future expo. But I bought a complete set of minus the the Burt Corbo. I bought a complete set of the 23 Pattersons with, that included uh, the Howie Morenz rookie, the the uh, Joliot rookie, the Jack Adams rookie, um, the Clancy rookie. Bought that complete set, um, which I then sold to Jim. I think at, at an expo or, or an expo or two later. At which point I had just found out that I was having my first child and I had to buy a new house. And so I was looking to collect some cash at that time. Uh, name says, glad you both did so well. You're two of the best in the hobby. Thank you very much, man. That's a uh, high praise. Thank you very much. Jeff says, the only thing Jeremy didn't sell was his bag of fun mix. That's hilarious. My daughter came in and wanted this bag of candy I keep in a drawer. And it was, it was the fun mix. I did not sell it. My daughter ate it. Alex says, wish Jeremy would sell me that upper deck jacket. I'll tell you the story. That upper deck jacket that's right over there, I just, I picked that up on locally on Kijiji, which is like Canada's version of uh, Craigslist. And the guy who I bought it from is a local guy here. And uh, I asked him where he got it. He said, oh, I used to be the, the, the Southern Alberta rep for all the card companies, upper deck, Pacific. So I picked up the, upper. He, he sold me that one and another jacket. I thought, oh, they're cool hobby relics. I'll pick them up. They they smell a little mothball-y, so I'm not sure how long I'm going to leave it there for. Wow. Thank you, Scott. Good show. Yep, definitely good show. Josh, having more lead time would allow all the dealers to be set up virtually better for easy viewing. Now, that's a key point right there because that's exactly what we did not have for this one. But let's explain why we didn't have the lead time. We didn't have the lead time because the organizer, Steve, wanted to get this show out as soon as possible so he may have he may have rushed things a little bit on some on you know on some specifics but you know there was i think there was another show that was looking to happen and he wanted to get out there and and lead the pack and you know you gotta you gotta give him credit like in six or eight weeks whatever he spent planning this thing it ended up being pretty awesome and i mean you know but but the beautiful thing though is is that yes you're right obviously next time we're all going to have more time, but not only are we going to have more time to plan, we're going to use what we learned this time. And I'm, I'm volunteering myself to shed light on that for anybody that wants to know, I'm willing to help you guys um, set up in the future. Amit, I mean, I know you are too, right? Like call 100%. either of us. 100%. I'm definitely down for the next one. And like I said, being first to market, and I'll tell you one thing, if you're launching a new product and being first to market and the site not crashing and burning and not being available at all, that stuff didn't happen. So it handled the load. Sure, the first few minutes were rough. I think the first 10 to 15 minutes were rough. I mean, I was able to log in and get in my booth right away. So I got to say kudos to him that it worked because um, that was like the biggest fear in the back of my head. Like, I just hope that doesn't happen. But, yeah, yeah, because I, b I believe the platform was able to accommodate like a hundred thousand people. So I think there were 6,500 uh, registered attendees by the end of the, you know, when they stopped accepting new, new registrations. So they weren't close to the, the capacity, but I, that's a legitimate fear 
that the platform would have sort of crashed due to all of the sudden, sudden, um, you know, rush of, of uh, people on it. So it didn't, it held up, it held up tight. But that said, the platform is a trade show platform. This wasn't its first dance. It was just his first dance in the, in the sports card hobby. Tim says, you should keep your Dropboxes and Google Docs live and updated. I know I would be interested in checking in on them for new additions. Well, Tim, I think Amit and I both learned that pretty quickly. Hey, I mean, Amit, you you, you, you talked to this because you already were before. What, what do you got to say? So this is a winner for me. So I had thought about it and I wanted a medium so I could have my cards updated all the time. This is so easy. It's, it's it's unreal how easy this is, and I love the descriptions in my Google Drive photos. I can just write, you know, what box number it is. So the one thing I will say, sorry, just very quick, a quick segue. Uh, yes, I like using the Google Photos for sure in Google Drive, but that's not just it. You have to make sure it's organized or it's quick to find things. So if all those people that went to visit my, my, my link, each photo had a description of what box was listed in. So when we're doing a deal, I actually say, which box is it? So it's quickly for me to turn around, find it, and show you. It would have been really crappy if I had all those things scanned and I'm still digging through boxes. So being organized is key. So that's one thing. Also, lead time, I did that all with, what, six weeks? With, you know, full-time job and my kids all over me working at home. I'm surprised I even got the 400 cards I did scan. So imagine what we could do if I had a whole lot more time and actually all my inventory was actually here physically in person versus stuck in shipment or over at Comp C, right? So, um, yeah, I will promise you, Tim, it will be updated and maintained from here on in. That's the new new standard for me. Yeah, same here, Tim. I mean, I, I had great success with it, and I think I'm going to, you know, if anyone ever wants to see the cards I have available, I can flip you my link to my my Dropbox, and I will do my best to keep it updated. Um you know, it, it worked very well. So, and I think because, you know, we, we anticipate a second version of the virtual expo eventually, whenever that will be, um, we, you know, it worked once. Why, why mess with a good thing? Uh, so yeah, definitely be keeping up with that. Jim remembers it. Well, yes, that was a tough, tough set to let go, but I, but I, I already had all the key hall of famers, uh, in, in, in other, uh, in my PC anyway. So I was able to let it go. But Jim, I hope you did well with it. Irving is in the house. Mustache man, Irving Manera. Welcome to the show, brother. Great to see you. Carlo says, there's something for being the first and then being able to get the kinks out faster than the other virtual shows that will try and try it and make their own mistakes. Yeah, for sure. I mean, lessons learned by everybody, the organizers, the vendors, and the or the, the exhibitors and the attendees, for sure. Juan says, yeah, we also had a nice setup with some overlays. Time-consuming, but very worth it for our prospects. It was a big leap for Steve to leave the pack to lead the pack of this type of on this type of events. Yeah, it really was a big leap of faith for Steve. I mean, Steve owns the expo; that's his business, and uh, you know, he was presented with a challenge in the form of a of a pandemic, and he did what he did. He took a risk, and and you know, he had he had the support of many of us. And, um, and I'm proud of that. I'm proud that I supported him the whole way. Uh, but I support the hobby and I support card shows. One thing I will say, with with crisis comes opportunity. And this has not been so more true and stated as this time. So this is a chance for the pack to separate itself. Either you're going to left in the dust or adapt. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to be in the other side of that corner. Yeah, exactly. And what you said there, Amit, was you said that, you know, with, um, I think you said with challenge comes um, opportunities. 
and it and with challenge also comes um, innovation. And I think we were forced to innovate on the fly, and uh, as was Steve. And innovation is often painful. Change is painful for a lot of people. Not everybody can adapt to new things and new technologies as well as kids these days can. Um, so, you know, it, it's important that you kind of are willing to, you know, ride that learning curve, take a chance, buy, you know, support something new. If you go to it and you don't like it, don't go on Facebook and say, this sucks. This expo, expo sucks. Well, you know what? Your attitude sucks. Your approach to life sucks. Your glass half empty approach to life. I just feel bad for you. And you know what? How about showing some, some, some appreciation, especially people that didn't have to pay to get in. Anyway, we won't go down that road. I'm just glad that there was so much support for this show and so many positive people. And uh, it was, it was a winner for me. That's for sure. And a winner for a meet and many other people like Juan has mentioned. And so many of the attendees are on here watching and telling us they loved it. Jim says, I think this concept has a bright future. Even after we get back to normal, same here, 100%. Totally agree. I hope it keeps on going. Larry says, Jeremy, tell me that I will take very good care of my new pet. Told them, told them. Gizmo, how many vendors was there? So they said in the email that in the, the postmortem that went out, uh, they put on Facebook, on their Facebook page, I think it was just over 65 or, yeah, 65, 65. Yeah. Not enough, not enough. But that's not on the organizers because the organizers had a pool of vendors from the normal expo to solicit to join. And I just think a lot of them weren't, they just weren't confident enough to do it. Uh, and, and now that they've seen it, I think they will have more confidence moving forward. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm proud of the meet. I'm proud of myself and all the other vendors who are kind of trailblazing and we're, we're pioneering it. And we get to say that we've been there from the beginning. There's only 50 guys or 60 guys that can say that we were there from the beginning. And I'm, I'm really proud of that. Josh says, do either of you know if Steve is reaching out to regular expo vendors as to why they didn't participate to get that needed feedback? I don't know. I do not know if he's going to do that and ask them why they didn't. Um, but I think that he was really cool about it and that he wasn't pressuring anybody to do it. Not that I know of anyway. Um, I think he knows that it's new and people were apprehensive. He did give so for those who did try. Uh, sorry, for those who did reach out, he was offering incentive to do the virtual expo. You would get a discount off the uh, physical expo. So he did in his best to entice people to do it. Right um, now, one thing I read from the boards is a lot of people felt one. You're if you're an introvert, this is a very difficult thing to do socially. You're going to be more out there, right? So it's hard to push yourself that extra mile. Secondly. Some people are so used to a certain thing, they don't know how to try a new thing. They don't want to be the first. They want you to work out the kinks and they'll come in after. And three is prep time. A lot of these guys, for me, I spend, I, I swear to God, after each expo is over, I spend six months prepping for that new one, looking for stuff, trying to find stuff. So to do it in six weeks, when you normally are used to six months, I don't really blame a lot of these guys. They, they don't want to fail. You don't want to look bad, right? So, it's, But sometimes you have to take a chance, and I was prepared to do that, and so was Jeremy. Yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, and I'll admit it. That's a point that I didn't really consider, that um, you know, a lot of people just didn't have time to, to prepare for it. So, you know, fully, fully understand that. Uh, not only that, but it's a different time of year. You know, we're used to the Expo being the first weekend of May. 
not the third weekend of June. It's coming up on summer. There's graduations. People have things going on. So totally understandable. But also those that did do it, um, you know, some of us anyway did benefit. So, you know, <clears throat> I'm glad my wife let me sit down here for two full days. Uh, you know, that, that was that was great. Uh, Gizmo, I missed out. I had to work. Too bad. But you know what? Um, I think you're hearing great things. And hopefully next time you don't have that, that scheduling conflict. Dave says, some folks are sour grapes. If they didn't like the virtual, they probably came into it not liking it sight unseen. A hundred percent, man. A hundred percent. Well said. Well said. Um, Sam says, gents, you guys are legends in my books. It's awesome to have you both as leaders in this hobby. Take care. Get some rest. I'll catch the rest later. Good night. Thank you, Sam. As always, appreciate those very high praise comments. Um, you're making me blush. Thank you so much. Josh says, I had fun hanging out in a, in a meets room until my boys were being too loud and I had to see myself out. It'll happen. It'll happen. We all, we have our families. We have the rest of our lives, especially, you know, it's different when you're at the expo. You don't have your families uh, there. You have them phoning you perhaps, but not there as much. So, yeah. All right. Well, hey, I mean, <clears throat> the show was awesome. Okay, hold on. We have more, more, more. Uh, was the booth price 250? How does that compare to regular expo and other prices like the summit? Amit, you want to take this one? So yes, the booth price was $250. Um, the regular booth price, it's escaping me right now, but it's it's I believe 641 or just under 700 bucks. So yes, there is a difference in price. Um, how does that compare to regular expo? So I just answered that. And please like the summit. I haven't done the summit, so I don't know any other prices, but I can can't see it being more than the Toronto just because of the overhead. Um, so that answers that question. Um, if there's a follow up to that, just let me know, Terry. I'll be glad to answer that one. I'll, I'll just add the summit. The summit show booths are, I think, three hundred and fifty or three hundred and seventy-five dollars. As Amit said, the expo is like six fifty or so. Um, the real expo, this was two fifty. But if you if you paid the two fifty for this show, you're getting a twenty five twenty five percent of that as a discount against the next expo. So effectively. It was only like 185 bucks or something to set up for this one. So not so bad. Uh, Jim says, I don't know about you guys, but I was almost as wiped after, after, as after the live. Yeah, we, me and me and the meat said that right after. In my right? throat, sorry, I was pointing to my throat. Uh, oh. I got, I'm actually, I don't want to talk tomorrow. I got to yeah. go into a commune and just be quiet. Yeah. Uh, that's the thing that I noticed. Yeah, it was exhausting, but it wasn't exhausting because you're walking around the show floor. It was exhausting because you're juggling all these different conversations and deals and negotiations on different platforms. You know, you're dealing in the show platform, you're dealing on Facebook, you're dealing on text messages. Um, that was it was pretty awesome. Uh, Jim says 600 times three for me plus showcase rentals. Yeah. So if you're doing a triple booth, Jim, you're paying it times three for myself. I also rent showcases at the real expo for an, for like an extra 250 bucks. So it's really like, almost $900 to set up at expo. And this was only 250 less the rebate. So it was a lot, it was a lot cheaper as it should be. There's, there's no hall rental for the show organizer, but he does have to build the platform, pay his staff, feed his family. I mean, it's all everybody, everybody deserves to make a living, right? Uh, Jeff says, when you say booth, are we talking one table or do you get multiple? Good question, Jeff. At the expo, you get two tables. So uh, Amit and I, we actually have our booths beside each other. So we take our two tables and we make like we have our side tables and our two front tables. And then we put another side, another table in between that's kind of half length. So we have a bit of workspace and a little bit more frontage. So that's how it works. The one, the one 
advantage, sorry, uh, Jeremy, the one advantage of the virtual expo is you have unlimited space. Yeah, you have your right? own. For a real expo, you got to worry about, well, my problem is I have too much. I mean, I can't fit this all. Well, the virtual expo, guess what? Space is free. That's right. And for me, I fly to the regular expo and I don't ship anything. I take my stuff with me. All my cards come with me to expo on the airplane. So again, I'm not limited by a, a couple of suitcases here. I'm, uh, I'm only limited by what I have. So that was pretty awesome. Uh, Terry says, thanks guys. Just wondering if a lower price would entice more non-high-end dealers collectors. That's a great thought. I mean, it might. Maybe 250 is not the right price. Maybe it's 150. Maybe it's 200. But you know what? Not my business. Uh, it's Steve's business. Uh, the business model needs to work so that it's worthwhile for everybody. And that just, just like anything, supply and demand. What's that? What's that? What's that balance point? So I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure that everything on this will be. He will be debriefing this show. He will be analyzing it, talking to lots of people, and figuring out what he's going to change for next time. So kudos to him for being super receptive to the hobby and even the critic the 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 non-constructive criticism he's he is receptive to it more more so than i am as you guys can probably tell by now okay so i mean amit uh we have a we have a tyson berry autographed jersey to give away um amit i don't know how to give it away do you any ideas just thinking um why don't we say yeah uh, if everyone can remember the number of slabs in your largest deal that you made, that you were going through, you actually mentioned your largest deal had an X number of slabs. If they can guess that, that should be the winner of the of the prize. Sounds good to me. If you're on Facebook, you're probably already lost, but if you're on YouTube, you have a shot at this. The first person to comment how many slabs were part of the biggest deal that I did will win the Tyson Berry autographed jersey. We do not yet have a correct answer. To pays to pay attention. We have it now. Michael Fermiglich is the winner of the Tyson Berry. Michael, were you at the show today? I hope you're on. I hope you're on YouTube. No, you're on Facebook, and you still won. Um, in any event, Michael, uh, what you need to do to claim your prize is send an email to to Steve at the expo and. Uh, Never mind. Just send send me a message, Michael, anywhere you want, and I'll, I'll I'll help you out from there. So we have a winner. Oh, all the comments are pouring in all of a sudden now that the now that the 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 delay is finished. Oh, wait a second. Wait a second. Sorry, Michael. I misspoke. The comments just caught up. I missed a whole bunch. Michael, I apologize. I apologize. I'm going to go to the top of the comments here. So we hear the guesses. The first guess was Carlos at 30, then Brian at 17, then Patrick at 30, Scott at 30, Terry at 30, all wrong, Barry at 60, Zach at 40, and our winner, who was at the Expo, my buddy Al G from Calgary, is the winner of the Tyson Berry autographed jersey. Uh Michael, I apologize for misspeaking earlier. I wasn't looking in the right place. Al G, you are the winner. We had Paul guess. Josh was right. Miles was wrong. Jeff was right. Patrick was wrong. We had, oh my God, tons of guesses, guys. Thank you for participating. Uh, Michael, yeah, I'm sorry for misspeaking there. Didn't that happen at the uh, at the Oscars not too long ago? Yep. Okay, at least they did it before I did. 
our winner is Al. Al, please reach out to me uh, either on Facebook or HI, and we'll make sure that we get you this uh, Tyson Berry autographed jersey, which, by the way, is being donated for this prize by Steve and the Sport Card Expo. So another nice thing that they're doing, getting everybody involved and trying to, uh, you know, just let you know that they're thinking about the people and he didn't have to do that. So thank you, Steve, for doing that. Yeah, yeah a lot of people were close. All right. Hey, listen, guys, unless you have any more questions or comments, I'm about ready to wrap this up. My voice is dead. Amit doesn't even want to talk anymore. Um, anybody else have any comments or questions? Uh, you know, I'm happy to keep going here for another 10 or minutes or so, but if not, we're going to wrap it up. And, uh, again, this coming Wednesday, where's my list? Who's coming up on, on I'm going to put it up on the screen for you guys. Actually, if you want to check on the, on the ticker at the bottom, this, this Wednesday, I have Steve grad again, Steve grad is the lead autograph authenticator for Beckett autograph services, Beckett, Beckett authentication services. He will be joining me on screen on Wednesday. And then on Saturday, my guest is someone who I was supposed to have earlier, but he had to reschedule due to a family issue. Paul Lesko, if you're on Twitter, if you follow the hobby, you probably know his name. He is by far the leading legal analyst in the hobby. So this is going to be an interesting episode. He's going to comment, he's going to provide commentary on various legal cases that are going on. He does not pick a side. He's not. You know, he doesn't work for any card company, just like I don't. He's a, he's a third party who just is an observer and a commentator. So it'll be really interesting. So that's some, that's some stuff that you're not going to want to miss. And then the show after that is on, I have it up there right now, coming up on July 1st. Joining me is one of my favorite YouTube channel hosts. His name is Chris McGill. He is the host of the House of Jordans, and they have several spinoffs. And he is even starting a new business in the hobby called the Card Ladder, which I think will be, a, it's got big potential, big potential. You're going you're gonna to hear about this thing. So you'll check out Card Ladder and we're going to hear from Chris again. He's one of the guys that inspired me to start my show. Um, just a great guy, real smart guy, real analytical. So check that out. You will not want to miss these upcoming shows. I, I sincerely mean that. A few final comments coming. Um <clears throat> A meet. Don't know what to say about that right now. Um, Alex says, "Tell me to show off the blue border gem he sold." I think he's got all his all his all his sales are are packed up already. Will drawings be for sale? Irving, what drawings are? Oh, a meets drawings. A meets drawings. That's right. Oh, a is also a is also an artist. Everybody, he's taking up art during COVID. Look Very at his work. Look at his work. Very nice. I mean, what's your what's your art hat your uh, your account on Instagram for your art called again? Oh, vaguely linear. Vaguely linear, guys. If you want to follow Amit's art account on Instagram, vaguely linear. If you want to follow Amit's card account on Instagram, there it is on the ticker at Titan Hockey Stick. I'm on Instagram as at Lee underscore cards. Twitter, we have the account. All right, enough of that. Back to the comments and then we're done. Jim, thank you. Good night. We'll see you whenever that is. Larry, thank you for joining. Thank you for your friendship. New friendships. I couldn't be happier. Dave, anything you didn't sell that you thought you would? Man, we'll save that for another one. Um, not really, though. Not really. I had, I had no expectations. I did not know what I was going to sell, so... 
can't really say anything there. Thank you, Name. Thanks for joining, guys. If you're on Instagram, if you like cards, check out Name's new website, indigenousrookiecard.com. Really important website. Check it out. All right, guys. That was an awesome show. Thank you, everybody, for watching. We're happy to provide this information. We'll do another expo preview before the next expo. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you for subscribing for Sports Cards Live. Thank you for being a pot for having positive energy in this hobby we all love. I think we're done. It's spinning. It hasn't told me we're done. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.